Hello and welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people. I've been talking to my friend Saint for a couple of months now, I believe, about Vampire the Masquerade, a game that we played in high school. I honestly am not sure if it's obscure or not. I feel like it's one of those things where if you know about it, you know about it. It's a tabletop RPG, and there is a lot to it. It has been getting published off and on since the early 90s, I'm going to say, but uh, the company that it came out of, which at first was ubiquitous with the product itself, uh, may have been publishing stuff even in the 80s. I don't know. Really, a lot of this is very extraneous information. Extraneous? Extraneous? Is one of those an incorrect pronunciation? I mean, as far as I'm... In the future, I see no pronunciation shall be incorrect. We have covered seven Camarilla clans and the first edition clan books associated with them. We have covered, we have covered the Dark Age source book and what the clans were like. We've mostly talked about clans. And today, oh wow, today we're talking about bloodlines. That's almost kind of a little pun, and if you're familiar with Vampire the Masquerade, you might you might get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I we're not we're not talking about the minor clans, the bloodlines. We're talking about the video game, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, released on the Soy Soys engine by Trorica Games. In 2004, uh, here's Saint. Um, yeah, it's it's janky. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. It was. 19, it's 19 years old. It was released unfinished. It was one of the first of two games to come out on the Source Engine. The other one was Half Life Two, and Activision. Was it, was it unfinished? Activision told Troika. You better get this game out the same day Half-Life 2 comes out. And they had, yeah, apparently they had like a director had left and then a new director had come in and found like a gigantic mess. I was just reading about this, you know, un, just, unfinished just, resources and stuff. And they just like lines too, huh? Yeah. And they made him ship it. Yeah. Except, yeah, hopefully they'll actually finish Bloodlines too. But yeah, it sounds like it was a big disaster and it was Activision was... You know, behind they were sponsoring Troika or whatever. I don't know exactly what the business yeah. relationship is called, but uh, it's, it's they a, were pissed off. Yeah, it's been a long time. I do remember um, it being kind of a mess. I remember um, I, I I remember Vanilla being you know without without any patches or anything when it first came out being almost unplayable. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I played it right when it came out, so. But I mean, I always, I remember always having to have some kind of fight with it, either patching it or just understanding that I had to like, it's one of those, it's like the doors, it's like source doors. Like you just kind of have to figure out how you have to wiggle and jump through them and not get stuck in the door and not have the door bounce off your face when you try to open it. Oh God. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Resist the urge to spam the F. Uh, the yeah the use key because then you oh, start opening the door yeah. and then immediately close it i also i start feeding on somebody and then immediately jump off of them because i was spamming the f key yep that's it. <laughs> that's it. um yeah so we are talking about vampire the masquerade bloodlines if neither of us have mentioned it 
And uh, I actually don't have any notes in front of me today. I've been playing it. I played it up through the museum, but I did many more side quests than I normally do. And uh, for the first time, I've gone purely physical. And as a gangrel, I now have beast form, which is ridiculous. Do you know? Have you seen that thing? Yeah, yeah. You turn into a big monster. It kind of looks like um, that bandicoot. Yeah, it looks a little bit like a Chiraptor and Marauder, except without the Patagia. Alas, no Patagia for you. Oh, there is a flightless Chiraptor and Marauder. I think that's the highest level, right? The flying one is the Chiraptor and Marauder, but there's a horrid form that has a scary name associated with it. Uh, But it looks to me like Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) It's very top-heavy. It looks like a hyena. He looks, yeah, he looks a little bit like a Karina's. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got some notes. I had some thoughts on Bloodlines. I've been playing it this last week. Great, and I definitely have thoughts, so, but, yeah, please. I, uh, I got all the way through Chinatown. Great. Uh, so, um, I'm approach. I I was approaching the endgame. I was playing as, as, as a Bruja. I started as, I started as a Malkavian, and then remembered that, um, there is so much forced combat in this game. There, it's crazy. It's just that you can't. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of painful. Playing playing as a vampire with no combat disciplines and few to no combat stats. This this is hurtful. This this kind of sucks. Um. So. I restarted as a Bruja, Good. and I was having a lot more fun. You know what? Same. Tremere, Grangle. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying all week that, uh, yeah, like, if you if you really focus on your social skills and, you know, if you take a, a clan that doesn't have those disciplines, like, I feel like there are, because there are, even if you talk your way out of everything and sneak past everything, there are still just, there are still boss fights. And like, unfortunately, you need to have physical, you don't, you know, I mean, you could really commit to it. I was almost saying that it's like, it's like if you want to play the version of the game where you get to talk to everyone and see everyone's plot lines, you have to make it harder for yourself by taking less physical abilities. Yeah. That's kind of what it's like. It's very unbalanced is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say Bruja is kind of easy mode because you can skip having to put too many experience points into actual combat skills and uh, abilities and attributes. Because a little celerity, uh, a little potence goes a long way. Yeah, exactly. And lean on some celerity and potence. Those are and, that uh, that pair is real good. Um, and and even by the by the point of the game where I'm at right now, I've been able to do a lot of what I remember as as being in the game as very difficult persuasion checks. Like you need five persuasion, six yeah. persuasion, yeah. persuasion to like pass some of these checks. And um and I'm passing them, and I'm like, oh, this this is awesome. Nice. And I also have a celerity of four and a potency of four. That's great. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm do. Just, you know, I'm just I'm just tearing my way through, dudes. Um, you know, I'm not to, not to say that I'm invincible because I definitely have a little bit of a glass cannon thing going on. I yeah, oh, yeah, you don't have like, fortitude. Or... Yeah, no, no, and mm-hmm. and I I have I bought a little bit of stamina, but it's but I've definitely got through some fights where I had like a big chunk of. Um, aggravated damage filling yeah, my bar yeah. and I'm like ah quick drink some blood packs quick use this nasty odious chalice thing oh you have an uh, odious chalice 
Did you do you know what the odious chalice is? No, I don't. I don't think I do. No. The best item in the entire game. Oh man, when is it obtainable? Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how you obtain it. You have to get an item from the museum. Oh great, that's where I am right now. Well, I've closed the game now, so I can. Right when you're in the (laughs) offices of the museum, make sure you look for something called a fetish. Oh, okay, cool. Pick it up and take it with you. And then you got to go give it to this Gary Nagaraja in the basement of the hospital. Oh, there's a Nagaraja. Is that what the yeah. sheriff is? No. Oh, okay. I, do you know what the I, sheriff is? I, he is an African vampire. I never read too much about the African vampire stuff in, in, in VTM. Yeah, was there a year of Africa or anything like that? I don't remember it's any some, Africa stuff. Something like that, yeah. They, okay. they, they, put, out, they put out some Africa-related source books. Okay, um, yeah. I'm, that must have been way later than I was yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, it was all in like revised edition. This was like in the in the in the noughties. This was like two thousand, yeah. mid two thousand, something yeah. like that. Which is when this game came out. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I want to do. I'm gonna do yeah. a social obfuscating sneaky Malkavian, and I'm gonna see. I'm gonna you know until it annoys me. Once I finish this gangrel run, which I think I'm going to, because now I'm at the point where I'm just. I figured out that in certain places you can kill as many people as you want and not lose any humanity. And I'm like, fine, I'm dungeoning. This is this is the again, Vampire the Masquerade for me always becomes Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Anyway, the odious chalice is the best item in the game. Oh I'm shit! I'm so sorry. Yeah, please continue uh, to tell me about okay. that. Um, <laughs> uh, once you trade that fetish to the Nagaraja, she gives you the um, she gives you the odious chalice, and this 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 item basically um, collects blood points every time you kill an enemy. Uh, up to a maximum oh. of 10, 10 blood points at a time. Um, I, at I don't a time. Know, I don't know exactly the calculation. It's not like one one enemy per blood point or something like that. It's like less than that. Um, you have to kill a lot of people to fill it up all the way. But it, it is a great like oh shit weapon. It, it is like a great oh shit kind of kind of thing to have in your inventory because you can just like whip it out and like refill your entire blood pool and like basically heal all your damage in one go. Is it? Um, not the medical clinic. There's a hospital, hospital somewhere. There's there's like a there's like a old hospital, um, like wrecked hospital um, in downtown. Uh, okay. Look for like a um, like it's real close to the Prince's uh, skyscraper. Look for like okay. a uh, look for like a broken chain link fence. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yes, I know exactly. Yeah, I know. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Odious uh, chalice. <laughs> yeah. And just go down there, and uh, you'll get a little quest. You'll get a little quest in there. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm doing. I'm trying. I'm doing side. I'm like. I'm trying to do things I've never seen, which is which is a lot of stuff. I feel like you kind of got it too, because that's where the XP comes from. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got, it's finishing quests. Um, so you got you got to finish all these little quests. Um, the very top thing that I have written down on my bloodline thoughts is so edgy. Oh boy, and the, oh yeah, oh my god, boobs. I mean, I mean Butts. to be clear, to be to be clear, like you know, nineties raver chicks. Yeah, yeah, no nips, you know, pigtails, no, no nips. Are no, you sure? No nips. There's no. I, I haven't seen any actual like nudity. You're playing the plus patch. I don't know if they added nudity, but I'm, I don't think I don't think I've seen nipples. I, I saw some nipples in Castlevania one time. Yeah, but there's definitely there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cleavage and there's there's a lot of they were really of, proud of the models they can make with the thongs. source engine. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. are thongs. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of bouncing. Yep. 
Um, and but really, and but they were also they were really proud of the facial structures they were able to make, even though they look horrific to us now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, even now they don't they don't look too bad. I'm looking at them and I'm they like, look like these are these are okay. These, I mean, they're you know they're they're old. They are very like, particularly of their era. But you know what? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Honestly, I think I probably felt like they looked bad then. But I mean, when I look back on all of this stuff, I hated it way more than I do now. So mm-hmm. I feel like I probably thought it looked like crap then, and now and now I'm I, I tend to agree with you. They're definitely functional. Sometimes their eyes are like flying around. They're weird. They do weird things. They glitch out. It's a oh, very clunky that, game. No, there's 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 that for sure. There's the faces are all right. The faces are all right. The faces are all right. Um, I wish yeah, I wasn't they, locked into. I wish I wasn't locking eyes with anyone I talk to. I want to look around at other things going on in the room. <laughs> yeah, really you can, badly. You can't. You can't control the camera while yeah. while you're talking. In fact, talking. this game very rudely yanks the camera away from you often. Yeah, yanks it right out of your hand in first person, which is jarring to me. Yeah. Um, it does that thing where you can't control it, and there's an NPC makes that like noise as they kind of walk away yeah 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 yeah. that that clanking uh <laughs> models are stuck inside of each other kind of yeah. yeah yeah i've got it i got stuck uh i i've today i got stuck speaking of the the doors some it was a double door and they both opened and i started going through them and somehow they both closed and like for at least for a full minute i was just bashing the keyboard cuz my character was just trapped going just kind of stuck between the doors oh, uh, no. and there was yeah. another really good one yeah when i was going into the malkavian's house i don't know it's like it shows the house and it kind of pans down and shows knives yeah and then you have the conversation and when i finished the conversation with him it kind of panned in the reverse way back up to the house and then i was yeah. just kind of stuck there and i couldn't move and i eventually oh. jumped and i it it almost looked like i came out of uh the lamppost that is there it looked like i jumped off the top of the lamppost so i don't know if the camera got caught it anyway this is the kind of game where it will take control of the camera from you and then the camera will get stuck on an object <laughs> <laughs> wait did you just call them knives that is what I called him. Yes, I am. Of course, I of course mean nines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in my head, his name is Knives because that makes more sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, nines doesn't sound. There's something about I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue. He doesn't look like a Nines Rodriguez. Do you? Know? No, he looks like a Knives Rodriguez to me. Knives Rodriguez. Mm. Um, he's a very yeah. soft-spoken Bruja, I find. Yeah, he is. He's he's he's, he's one of those scholar. mellow guys. He's a throwback to the water, to the scholar warriors of the sure. old of the old of the old clan. Yeah, know, which we were talking about though, last week. Yeah, exactly. Even though he's young, um, yeah, he's one of the good brew uh, brewer. He's pretty cool. I like the brewer. I like the anarchs and their bar and, and most of the stuff that you know. Yeah, their little quests oh, and stuff. Oh man, the two of the anarchs in the bar um, are. Um, Famous voice actors. Oh yeah, um, Smiling Jack. Yeah, I'm not sure about Smiling Jack, but You're, I know Sk- oh. Skelter. Skelter is uh, Phil Lamar. Okay. Who's um, that? Phil Lamar is in like a zillion things, dude. Um, okay. I think he, he he's he's Hermes in in Futurama. Okay. Uh, All right. That okay. He's, 
He's an extremely prolific voice actor. and um, I can't wait to tell you who Smiling Jack is then. And I recognized um, Damsel as uh, Courtney Taylor. Who's who she? Does, uh, she did Jack in Mass Effect. And oh, she okay. Did, uh, she did this the female soul survivor in Fallout 4. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Smiling Jack's voice actor is... Oh, man... John DiMaggio? That's incorrect. Bender from Futurama. Oh, it's Bender. Bender is Smiling yeah. Jack. Yeah, we figured that out. Someone pointed that out on stream and we looked it up. Oh, so Bender and Hermes are both in it. Yep. Futurama nice. Futurama cast in Bloodlines. Futurama cast in Bloodlines. That's great. There was, and I, I started looking because I swear to God, there was a guy in the Chinatown area who I thought was George Takei. Oh man, that would be that would be a real stretch. And I, and I looked it up, but it uh, and it wasn't George oh, Takei, but it was bad. somebody, it's somebody I'd heard before actually, and like some other, he was, he was also some other guy who was also a prolific voice actor, um, and he does a fairly reasonable George Takei. There's definitely, I mean, cast. one of the best things about this game is the voice acting. Yeah, yeah. it's really I, like they really. If, if there was one thing that it seems like they were really focused on getting, and especially because they put the character's face. It's locked into the full view of the monitor. Uh, they really wanted to get that idea that you were really talking face to face with an artificial, you know, game character. And yeah. uh, uh, almost pretty good job. Not too bad. Uh, I find yeah. that even the interface I mean, for talking to people glitches out on me fairly often. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, either their text doesn't appear or the window goes away entirely or, like, they say the same thing twice in a row or they say two things at the same time. That, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not getting these bugs. Oh, you know, well, I'm uh, I'm doing the plus patch, so I don't know. And I also don't know what it, if any of it has to do with anything on my PC also or the way I'm running anything else, you know. I mean, yeah, but, fair. But, yeah, I, for me, it's it's been relatively bug free i think i had like one crash to desktop at some point and and um yeah i don't even get normal things like crash to desktop it's just weird things not working and characters flying around yeah and i think i've seen one or two like weird physics things happen but like nothing like what you're describing that's for sure is the lady uh, that runs chinatown a tentacle monster she turns into some kind of tentacle monster, some kind of blobby tentacle monster, if I remember correctly. That's sort of what, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was thinking of this or, like, something else. Or, or yeah. Half-Life. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what about, um, do the Gaki, like, teleport, or do they do some kind of spatial manipulation? I honestly don't remember. Um, the, uh, the Kindred of the East, a.k.a. the Gaki... Which is their Japanese name? Is that AKA, AKA the Quajin, which is like supposed to be their kind of name for themselves? Which is like it's like a horrible mashup of Chinese and Japanese. So and that's all actually, one. That's all Asian vampires. Make sense. Okay. Yeah, it's all Asian vampires, and and they have a different, you know, basically like source. They're they don't have a blood curse. Basically, Asian vampires um, are are more like more like ghosts that come back from hell to re-inhabit their old bodies. Oh right, okay. Do any of them drink anything weird, like like pee or sweat or? Uh, they normally mostly drink blood. Um, they can eat flesh if they want, but they, most of them consider that like really distasteful and gross. Sure, sure but uh, blood is very sexy. 
Yeah. As we know. When you're, when, like, they have something that's like a path rating, like their Dharma rating or whatever it is. Okay. Um, if they don't have, like, basically humanity or whatever, basically, if they just come back from hell and, and they're like ravening monsters, they haven't been picked up yet by, by their community and, and taught how to, you know, live again. Okay. Basically. Um, then they will sometimes be like hungry ghosts that eat like things that they were craving or were important to them in okay. life. Okay. So eat money, or they might try to. Oh eat yeah, okay. Yeah, or they might try to eat poo, or they might you right. know, for a reason, or they might try to, you know, or usually they they stick to trying to kill people and eat flesh because it is a horror game too. Um, and yeah, and eventually, like at high levels, if you know the more enlightened ones can can subsist on on raining breath out of people so oh just, sure like, like suck their breath out yeah that's cool um the whole equation thing is it's sure it's, questionable. Kind of, it's, it's pretty bad yeah it's pretty it's it's based on a lot of like you know sort of orientalist and racist stuff um you know i think they were trying their best i don't think they were trying to be like you know yeah, they Asian, were. Yeah, there's Asian, nothing. There's nothing Asian specifically. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're not trying to be like Asians are weird and bad. Yeah. But they, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of there's a lot of stereotyping and there's, there's you just know, the 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 stereotyping yeah. in the '90s. It was like people either didn't well, people one didn't know better and also just couldn't help themselves. I think I've said this a couple of times. That it's weird. The yeah. '90s, it was just open, like everyone, every type of person. There was just like already yeah. a set of jokes lined up. It was just like uh, in all media, so it was really soaked into everything. Yeah, the '90s, but they were cool. Yeah, the, some of the ideas were cool, and I definitely have seen people, you know, on the internet try to go back to it a little bit and be like, you know, this might be interesting to to try to kind of salvage it, right? Um, to try, you know, there is folklore there, but you know, yeah, yeah, there is there is some real folklore there and and, and stuff, but um. Overall, it was kind of, eh. yeah, it was, was kind of a mess. And 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 the Chinatown Zone in this, in this game and the stuff in the Chinatown Zone, I just I was playing through it. I was like, I was like, damn, this zone is racist. Yeah, just <sighs> most mostly everything there. The the character, the people there. Just, yeah, just I haven't seen it bad, in a couple years. Just, just like a lot of bad stereotypes. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, nineties yeah, cringy stuff. Yeah, very cringy, very bad stereotypes. Um. I guess I was, I was, I was kind of asking because the guy, the Pete, the ghoul or Paul, the ghoul (laughs) or whatever he is, he wants you to go find the Asian vampire, but he says something like, have you seen, you've seen him like, he says something and he says like, have you seen it moving around or like something like that? And like, I feel, and I can't tell this is okay here. Actually, this is the thought that I had because I have seen you know, models either like appear and then disappear a second later or like seem to fly down the street like models of people or like I'll like turn around and there like there will be a guy there and I'll turn around, I'll look back and he'll be gone. And like the note from Paul says something. Have you noticed like, you know, the Asian vampire disappearing and flitting around and something? I don't know what, but I had noticed weird stuff. So I'm wondering if that quest was put into the game to cover up all of the glitchy characters that are flying around all the time that you might notice. 
That's the thought I had when I read the note. I, I wish I knew exactly what he says. I wonder if that's I could, hilarious. No, I know. Yeah. I, I I know what you're saying. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the ghoul is Knox, right? And then he's in in Santa Monica. Is it Knox? Yeah, Knox. And he's like, oh, Paul is the guy that Paul. There is a guy called Paul the Ghoul. There's, there's a yeah, guy but I know. Yeah, yeah okay. Yep. Yeah, Knox. He's all like, he's all like, hey, man. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's great. All super excited. Um. Yeah, he's a ghoul of Bertram tongue. There's some yeah, great characters in this game. That's Roger's ghoul. Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny too is later on when you're talking to that Nosferatu, he is like. He tells you basically. He's like, "Yeah, I told my I told my girl to go do that to you and talk to you about that to trick you into fighting that Asian vampire for me." Interesting. He's like, he's, like, he's a pretty good actor, right? Implying his 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 ghoul actually wasn't a total dumbass. Yeah, it was just trying to get you, trying to manipulate you, trying to do some eternal struggle on you. Yeah. Yeah. Because that guy. Whenever I ran into him, I always thought, like, you know, I'm like, this guy's a dumbass. What is he doing? Um, but yeah, no. This okay. Is actually, this is actually Tongue specifically sending Knox and trying to put him in your path and say, like, you know, when you see when you see them, go up to them and and tell them, like, like you know, like, hey, I know you're a vampire. What's up? And act all stupid to try and you know. Boy, I really wanted to kill him. I was like, I was like, this motherfucker is abs has no idea about the first time I talked to him. I was like, I feel like I can probably I, I was like, if I lure this guy away and kill him, I should get a masquerade redemption. Because he's not doing it. He's not doing the masquerade, in my opinion. All right, listen, listen to this. Man, this guy, this thing got wise to me. Now, instead of me watching him, he's watching me, you know. I see this guy appear around me all the time, like off in the distance watching me. He'll warp up next to me. Oh, man, then whoop, disappear. It sounds like he's describing the way some of the glitchy characters behave. And I almost think that this is meta. <laughs> this is a joke that the writers thought yeah. would be real. There's this. I, I, I don't remember if, if there's an actual equation power that lets you teleport. I felt like there. I felt like they would like... I felt like they had, yeah, because I've, their their discipline was called Rift, and I felt like it had to do with they would pop back into hell and pop out like a Nightcrawler. Oh, wow. I think that, well, their ability was called Rift. That I, that I know. I don't know about the rest of the things I just said. But they're here in, we, yeah, so we don't a little, we, and we didn't, we didn't really mess with these guys in high school. In fact, the big year of the Lotus thing was kind of, again, all the year, all the, a lot of the world stuff. I mean, obviously, we've talked about Asimites and uh, Gangrel and Ravnos, a, but. Yeah. I did a bunch of stuff with Quajin in a Sabat game I was running, like, okay. during, during college. This was, like, during my college years, and I was, I was running a Sabat game that I'd been, like, conceptualizing for years, and then I oh. got our our, my friend, you know, our friend Chris, he was like co yeah. co running it with me because we had like eight players. Um, I gotta so call that it dude. Was just, it was so much. It was too many. It was too many uh, players. That is, so, I mean, that is, yeah, that's really a we lot. Had, we had other people come to guess. We had, had had as many as like ten people at a time. Sometimes it was practically like a LARP. If it's um, so, yeah, that's really pushing it. If it's something um, where some of those players are rotating, like. Yeah, but sometimes it was like, yeah, sometimes not everyone was there. And sometimes exactly, it was only yeah. Like, like five or six players. 
Sometimes as long as you, yeah, as long as it's more frequently five or six players than eight or nine, you can kind of get that to work, but. It was, it was usually seven or eight. Sure. It there was, you go. That's tough. That, I mean, I we, but that's yeah. why we had two, two storytellers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of a neat idea. Yeah. You know, especially if, you know, your characters are going to get separated. And you can kind of do two different kind of scenes side by side, you know? Yeah. If you can make it work, that sounds like a cool idea. It was good, too, because to have, like, two people running running NPCs at the same time. Because then sure. you could trade off people running. running. Because it's always a weird thing to have, like, players having a conversation with multiple NPCs and all the NPCs are being played by the one storyteller sure because then it's then it's hard to sort of have interplay with yourself as the storyteller to be like you know npc a says this npc b jumps in and says that you know but then also responding and, and reacting to all of the players and what they're doing right so having a second storyteller you know to play more npcs too is also really good um that makes a lot of sense that's yeah yeah um anyway um yeah, the Saban in this game are lame. Uh, as far as I can right. tell, they're just tattooed thugs, and there's just, just in gangs. They're, yeah, they're they're just they're just some dusty motherfuckers. They're kind of um, just gang guys. Um, I like except for, the, except for the ones Amici that you meet. Oh yeah, is he even a Sabat guy, or is he just a low oh, monster? Oh no, well he's 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 a Sabat guy, but he's he's there in L.A. by himself. Yeah, right in the show, and he's just got a horde of Schlachta and Vaz, you know, his flesh crafted monster ghouls, um, running around fucking everything up. I read something weird that Schlachta means like maybe royalty or even divini- divinity or something like that. No, it, it, it that is Schlachta is Schlachta in the game of Amber in the game it's a monster. Schlachta is is a kind of Zemisi servitor or ghoul, yeah. Um in yeah, in the real world is it's a term that was used to describe like a class of nobility. Oh yes, that's what yes, that is what I had read. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, I guess the idea is, is like, you know, the Simisi saw themselves as like the lords, and these were their nobles. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. You know? That, uh, that part where you gotta go in the sewers, he's he's in the sewers? He's living in the sewers like a Nosferatu? He's he's guarding the entrance to the sewers. Yeah, you, you gotta kill. You gotta you gotta beat his ass and then and then go down to the sewers where all his, his oh his where his monsters are. are. I guess I recall. And yeah, smash yeah. away through all of them. Does he have is, like big grinding blades in his room or something like that, or traps or spikes or something? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I didn't see any. I don't remember seeing that when I was fighting him there. But he's. he's have you done that this playthrough? Yes, I have. Okay. I already got through that part. He he he's got lots of. That those like two limbed schlockta jumping in the place to okay. fight you while he's teleporting around the room. He's not like really yeah, teleporting. that's right. He's, got, he's using um he's he's blood using form Vis- slip. Yeah, he's using his suit five slippery like blood form. Pool of blood, and he turns into a pool of blood and oozes over to some other place and reforms so that he can throw magic balls of death at you or something. Um, yeah. He's a pain in the ass. Um, he's the only real Sabat I think you fight. I, I forget. 
you find a, a huge tortoise about at some point in a hotel later too. That's like that's, another yeah. That's that's like the end game. That's part of the end game. That's uh, that's that's one of those unskippable. Those are the two points. Dude. Yeah. The hotel full of sabat guys with Uzis and the sewers. Those are the two points that I tend to get to trying to be a toreador or something with social mm-hmm. skills. I get to one of those two points and I'm like, well, guess that Nothing that about wraps that up. Yeah. And I, I have gone through the sewers before with um, heavy obfuscate characters and just ignored all the all the monsters. That's what I'm trying next. That's Mal- just, Sneaky Malkavian is next. Just walked past them all and used all my blood just using obfuscate and sneaking past everybody and saying, fuck you to all of you. I don't want to fight any of you guys. I'm just going straight to the end. There's no need to fight anyone. I don't get more experience for killing you or anything. I don't get anything for killing you. Except yeah, really. Of a, of a cool fight. Well, if you so, maybe the hideous, maybe the odious uh, uh, cup, the odious goblet, or whatever. Oh, filled up. Yeah, yeah but you, I think generally when you're fighting those guys, there's a high chance you're going to take more damage than you receive. Yeah, uh, blood back for. Yeah. Uh, you know, take your chances. But yeah, no experience yeah. or anything. Experience only through questing. Yeah. Only yeah, and that's the other thing too. Certain certain combat zones are worse than others or, or better than others because of the enemies you're fighting. If there are any mortals in the mix of enemies you're fighting, it suddenly becomes super easy because then you can just make sure to you just know chain, like yeah. just like just like make sure to like hop on and feed a couple in the middle of the fight. You usually get knocked off before you can get more than a couple blood points if there's a lot of guys around. But you can always try to plan, like, if there's groups of them that you're fighting, because you kind of hit groups at a time, depending on if you go through areas. Um, you can always plan to, like, hit the last guy with, with the yep, feed. that's and right. And take all, take all his blood. And, uh, uh, and that'll, that'll usually heal you up and, and, and top you off or, or get you pretty close um, before you move on to the next area for the next fight. Dominate and Animalism 1 are both really helpful here. Yeah. I've been using Animalism 1, basically, instead of Trans. But yeah, the last guy. Or if I know there's only going to be one guy, that's the that's the play. Animalism 1 is Nightwing, Ravens, or whatever. And, yeah, and uh, they, they stun him. Swarm around their head. And, and, then, I, like, oh, and, then, I, and then I suck them dry. Yeah, I do the Bruja method, which is usually like hit them really hard with a weapon so they go flying and then I think it's I think it's easier to get a feet attempt on somebody if they're like on the ground um, maybe that, that might just be it, I mean it does make sense it seems bias. like maybe yeah 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 that might just be confirmation bias but yeah um, yeah what else do I have here yeah I, I definitely noticed that you mentioned the feeding spotlight yeah, they really yeah, yeah. Make, they may really make it a point to to be like when you're feeding, like this is everything, like this is the whole world for the, for a vampire is 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 what they call the kiss, feeding, drinking and the blood. You absolutely would not be able to pay attention to people shooting you while you were in this yeah. state of bliss. So conveniently, gamey. Yeah. Really, I, and I'm not. I, that's not sarcasm in any way. Like I think it's genius. The yeah. spotlight, because it does. It puts, sorry to say it this way, it puts a spotlight on the, you know, the bliss and the absorption and the, com- the you know, the complete going over to the act of feeding. And it does it very well symbolically, but also mechanically in the game. 
it doesn't let you see who's shooting at you, which yeah. is exactly what it would be like. So yeah. congratulations for that little tidbit. I really, I think that works yeah. very well game wise yeah. and just theme wise. Yeah. Um, oh man, you haven't gotten to Hollywood yet in this game yet. No, I have not. I have not seen Hollywood. I'm in the museum so, with the Raptors. But you've you've done it before in a different yes. place. Oh ago, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I've seen Hollywood. Yeah. I've seen yeah. I've seen, I I don't think I finished it. I think I've got into that Sabat Hotel towards the end with the Uzi men, and I've always because I've always oh, tried to talk my way out of you, the game. You've never seen one of the four endings of the game. I don't, no, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. I'm almost positive. I I'm gonna say yeah. I've not. Yeah. Right. Like I know I've played it like eight times, but I think I've like, never finished yeah. it. Yeah. No. Hollywood has some of my favorite parts okay. uh, of the game. Uh, I made a note of those. Um, one of them is um, when you run into your old friend Samantha um, in the street. Oh, I think I recall uh, accidentally <laughs> shooting her to death, like in the face uh, one time. Yeah, terrible, by, terrible. by like clicking the, just <laughs> accidentally clicking, and it only took yeah. one bullet. This girl only one bullet to the face. That's ridiculous. To kill her dead. <laughs> Who is this girl? I'm taking like 18 bullets and five werewolves to the face on a nightly basis. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. You run into your old friend Samantha, and she's like, "Oh my God, are you okay? What happened to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You in weeks? Everybody thought you were dead or kidnapped. Or was are you okay? And it's really if you have and if you don't have good social skills it's really hard to convince her not to immediately go call everyone you know and immediately suffer a masquerade violation yeah i would in fact you know what i'm pretty sure that even though i would have this is my last playthrough i'm thinking of i'm pretty sure that even though i would have been i think i fucked up i think i just i think maybe maybe i just said something rude to her because i thought it would be funny and she turned around and walked over to the payphone and started calling people. And I like didn't know what to do. And like it was Shower. some it was like I like I either opened the inventory or went to check my character sheet and somehow when I came out of the menu I like either clicked. So I think I, I do suspect that I I cannot I, I do not know for sure, but I think that sometimes when I come out of the menu, it just shoots. And that's what happened to her. Her brain's I, all over the payphone. I've actually it's seen that shot. Where, yeah. I, where I load into load into the game, and usually I'm doing melee weapon, so it just swings the weapon. Yeah, no, that I was I was I had a gun equipped, so when I came out of the menu, I was standing right behind her at the payphone, and I just blasted her in the back of the head. And it, and I was like, well, you know what? That's like an okay end to that little story. I need to preserve the masquerade. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it. <laughs> the masquerade oh, was on the line. No, you know what it is too is um, first you have to have a good persuasion to pretend like I don't know who you are. Okay. And that, and then even after that, there's a little bit of conversation, and you have several conversation options. If you give her even a little bit of a clue or a hint to be like, you know, I'm sorry or forget about it, then she'll re she'll realize she'll be like, no, it is you. Um, oh God, yeah. Okay. You have to really consistently be like i don't know you i don't know who you are i'm not that person i'm sorry go away 
There are some tricky dialogue trees in this where you have to really just like repeat yeah. yourself to the extent that you're not quite sure if you're pressing the exact yeah. same thing you just said. Yeah. <laughs> I also made a note though, and this is also in my notes because this is hilarious because when you walk up to the guy driving the taxi, there are four conversation options, yes. all of which say, just drive, drive me anywhere. I don't know yet, but let's just go. And then the last option, wait, I'll come back. And I'm like, why are there four options here that all just say nothing? Yes, yes. <laughs> and one that says walk away. <laughs> why? All why of them are this? all of them are non-answers, and all of them just bring up the map to select where you want to go. Except for the last one, which kicks you which back is I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, I'm like, why is this not only two options? That's a very no, and yeah, I have. I've observed that. I've wondered that as well because it really, and they're all kind of, I've, I'm astounded at how just, and it could just be the gangrel I'm playing right now with no social skills, but I'm so rude. And so many of the dialogue options are so ridiculously rude. Like, I don't care. Just drive. Like, <laughs> it's so gruff, edgy nineties. No, no, no. Yeah. Even with high, high social skills, you, you can you're, see. you're still gruff. There's a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of options there's a lot of conversation options where you can just be like a fucking dick to people. You can be so mean to people like Mercurio dying on the fucking couch bleeding yeah. out. He's like, "Oh god." And you just be like you can just be so mean to him. You can just be like, "Just give me what I need, fucking need, or I'll fuck you up some more." Yeah, yeah. You know. It's insane. And he's like, "No." You can be like, "No, don't tell the, don't tell the prince, don't tell anyone about this." You know, I'll, I'll get all fucked up, and you can, you can go and fucking tell the prince. Yeah, Mercurio fucked up. He's a dick. He didn't help me at all. <laughs> get Mercurio in trouble. I never get Mercurio in trouble, though, of course, because no, Mercurio is my guy. Mercurio is my guy. Yeah, I really don't Mercurio want Mercurio. Mercurial has some of the best guns in the game later on, too. I'm sad that I've never been able to find his painkillers in time. I feel like for some reason all the painkillers are located in uh, downtown. Yeah. In Maybe the not. Oh, they're the, in the, uh, the in medical the clinic? Yeah, they're in the medical clinic in Santa Monica. They're in, like, the offices in the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you do have to have, like, a decent lockpicking skill or hacking skill, I think, to get in okay. there. So. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's where I had my big masquerade disaster. Yeah, that that I've often had big masquerade disasters in the in the in the medical clinic. Well, Early on, uh, just really fuck up. It's a, it's, a, it's a place where shit goes down. Yeah, all well, you, you know, weird, 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 creepy blood bank situation downstairs. Yeah, some real sabbat shit going on all over yeah. this place. Real, really, there are some, and this is like you know, we're really getting into the like the the monstrous type of vampire shit like even with the way that you can just like yeah tell mercury yeah. you're gonna fuck him up instead of yeah yeah you can do a lot of nasty things to people in this game you can yeah. be a nasty vampire in this game you can be you can be a very nasty vampire the yeah and you know the 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 blood basement blood thing in the in the basement of the medical clinic is being run by uh Therese. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like the Dark Queen, you know, who, who the fuck else is he talking about? He's talking about the Baron. How do uh, you, uh... You can go, he tells you to go and, like, find someone else to keep prisoner and drain blood from. Yeah, and... I never did that. I always tell him to go fuck himself, or or um, if I have enough Dominate, you can, if you have enough Dominate, or if you're Malkavian, you can... Demontation? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh... 
the documentation option is awesome because you'll be like you, you know he gets all he's all angry at you after you release Heather no not Heather when after you release uh, Lily Lily and he's all like what and yeah. use the demon option documentation option is just laughing it's just ha 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 and he just starts laughing along with you and he's like ha, ha, ha. he just laughs uncontrollably for a while and then, <laughs> and then he's like what, what were we talking about and he's and then you say how much you know the blood that you were gonna sell me and he's like oh right oh good and he just forgets. I went up to the uh, to the asylum and I couldn't find anyone to recruit recruit or capture. There was one lady that wouldn't talk to me, and I think th- that no, I think that was when I was a gangrel. So it could just be because of my my you socials are pissed right now. You need a minimum of seduction of four, right? Yep. Talk okay. to the two women in yep. in the uh, in the asylum yep. to feed from, and then. And then every zone thereafter goes up. So like I think it's five. You need like a five or something like that for the girl in the downtown club, and then like six or sevens for the people in like Hollywood and Chinatown. So um, I usually just fast travel back to Santa Monica to feed. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, or or I feed on Heather. Or there's a there's a couple places that that you know um, if you if you. I, in in certain zones where if you if you're looking you can find some people by themselves and and just give them jump on them real quick. Oh, I do that all the time. I get I I, I get in trouble with it a lot and have to save scum. Yeah, I really I uh, do it all the time. You, but you know what I thought of too. Um, there's that there's what you can do also is you can just hire a prostitute. Um, oh man, did did I tell you or did you do you know that I had incredible luck with a prostitute? <laughs> did I tell did I tell you about this? No. Like I so I hired her and she kinda like she kinda ran towards me really fast and I kinda walked towards the alley, but when I got to the when I walked off the curb onto the street, and I don't know if they won't go right into the street, but like she was like she was moving really fast and incorrectly and she was like banging against the edge of the street like if there was an invisible wall there. And then like <laughs> And then her whole dress flipped <laughs> up over her head, <laughs> and I and I she like she just sort of flew down the street and was gone, <laughs> and I did not get to feed from her. Oh boy! <laughs> but yeah, she really like she got like hooked on the edge of the street and like see she, she was like shaking like back and forth back like doing the and then she just like her dress turned inside out and she just fucking flew like like she had been storing up some kind of kinetic energy and she finally stepped onto the street and just disappeared (laughs) (laughs) just into oblivion (laughs) it i love it yeah obviously i say this every time i point out something like ridiculous or that sounds like a criticism of any of these games really that the reason my follow-up is I love it is because I, I do. That's I, I critique things that I love. Bloodlines yeah. is great. Oh. Uh, but that made me think too. I, I um I haven't really felt seen it come up much in tabletop vampire games I've ever been in, but that's that's a way for vampires with poor social skills. Um but at least some money uh to be able to feed easily. Sure. Um, 
There is a quest in Hollywood where a stripper vampire has you kill a stripper hunter in the porno peep shop showroom uh, across the street from her strip club. Oh, a stripper like, hunter? It, yeah, it's strippers all the way down. <laughs> Wait, strippers hunt each other or she's a... Is she a stripper who hunts vampires or a strippers hunting each other? So so there's there's Vivi. Yeah. Velvet Velour, the stripper vampire. Sounds like uh, that little guy from Final Fantasy. Do you know Vivi? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's except, who I'm picturing, but a stripper. Ex- except, yeah, except. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Um, okay, okay. So I'm so sorry. That's, that's not what she looks <laughs> okay. like. Yeah. I imagine that no yellow hat. No. Okay. No. Anyway, um, so she gives you a quest to to go kill the hunter, and the hunter is also a stripper. Okay. Okay. The, the, the hunter stripper is working at the peep show in the peep show basement across the street from the the vampire strip club. Does she hunts vampires? Yeah. Okay, and they're both strippers. Vampire stripper and hunter. Vampire hunter stripper across the street. Yeah. Bad, I mean, just a recipe for great video game drama. Yeah. Yeah, so much, so much stripping. Yeah, it's just, there's, yeah, it's just the whole part, the whole, the whole quest line is just walking around women in bikinis. This game was released in 2004, but it really is very 1997 in a lot of its aesthetic. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Vampire sure. the Masquerade, I feel like, is just set in 1997. Now it's not. If I played 5th edition, I would imagine it's not. But Vampire yeah. the Masquerade is set in 1997. But 4 through 7, we'll say. Yeah. Even this. I mean, I mean, honestly, 2004 is still pretty edgy. Yeah, I mean it was. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, you know, the edgy. As I have said, the edginess is just—it's yeah. just with us. It's always yeah. been with us. We will always touch upon it in different ways. This is how we touched upon it at the turn of the century with vampires that go to raves. I talked about the vampire raver and how that was really the archetype. Mm. Like yeah. just the vampires, the eternal, the 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 hedonistic pleasure of eternal life at the club was really the nineties, you know, into the two thousands vampire blade. Really? I think that was it. The, the club vampire jumped the shark when they had the sprinklers come on in the film blade and there was blood in the sprinklers showering the vampires in the vampire. They're all bathing in blood. Yeah. Crazy blood orgy. Yeah. That was, that was like, yeah. And I mean, you know what? They were, there were still vampire clubs in future movies. Yeah, I mean, but you know, hey, it's like it's an aesthetic that goes back. They said it in Lost Boys, like mm-hmm. it's it like Keith or Sutherland quoting Lost Boys. How did it go? It's like uh, um, uh, sleep all day, party all night, drink blood, live forever. What's not to like? Yeah, it's a, it's something. Yeah, that it's close to that. I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah, I should maybe I should take a look at that movie. I've been watching so much vampire media. Holy shit. Yeah, Lost Boys uh, is a classic. Lost Boys is pretty good. I really should check it out. I don't think, yeah. I'm sad that the film Interview for a Vampire, it used to be like it was forever on Netflix, and I think that it probably, it, it's very possible that 
it is not there because they hope that I will see the AMC series, which I have watched and want to revisit the movie. And now I can't. So I have to go buy it somewhere. Uh, yeah. So I watched seven episodes of AMC's interview with the vampire in which they never even get out of New Orleans. I could say a lot about it, but it would be a whole different thing. So you should watch that. Um, I might check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you can, I got the free trial of AMC for some reason. And I was like, Oh, Hey, the vampire shows. And there's actually another, they're actually trying to do an Anne Riceiverse. There's another Anne Riceiverse show. Oh boy. Which is of some place. It's always got, yo, yeah. The witch. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The witcher show. Yeah. Yep. There's always got to be a something averse. There's, there's always got to be a verse, man. Why? Yeah. yeah. We'll get through it. Make... We'll get media will somehow, you know, a wave will crash and it'll stop being so stupid after a while. We're at a point of yeah. bad media where everything has to be a franchise and everything has to last forever. Everything's got to be, yeah, an eternal, an eternal story they can keep telling. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you go this is the story you're at home you go into the unknown you are changed forever you come back home and or die and then like shinji akari you do it all again forever yeah it's a bit like a soap opera except <laughs> you know the stakes it, somehow it's always like the stakes in the universe you know or, or the planet or something you know it's like marvel marvel movies you know Constantly, it's like constant, like, and this is so unbelievably off topic. But there is actually Matt because I used to read Marvel comics like, like very, very seriously, and there is there is math about how all of the characters' ages, you know, line up. And and now in Marvel comics, they all have a canonical age, and and what it is is that every four years that goes by in our world one year goes by in the marvel universe now officially and it always and it did kind of line up if you look at it throughout the years like it did kind of work always and now it's a little more official now than you know they have disney guys with bibles but um uh if you think about that and the fact that every year that we read marvel comics there's some giant crossover where galactus or thanos or some squid is coming to devour the earth that's happening once a season to them that's happening spring, summer, fall, and winter. Thanos or Galactus or a giant starfish. Yeah, how yeah, yeah. how does I mean, how can they keep their wits about them? <laughs> Just nonstop. A, yeah, like, but seems like it might be tough. It, but it's yeah, and you know it's and I and I've you know I've said it. I, I've complained a lot about the just regurgitated nature of Disney and these stories being told to us that we're in, and how it's all Star Wars now. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else about bloodlines? <laughs> I wish I had taken more notes, but uh, yeah, I did. The, I did a lot of stuff I had never done, like uh, the re- severed leg. Of, yeah. There's a lot of references in, in in this game too. Quentin Tarantino was a clerk at a hotel in Hollywood. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, there is in the cemetery in um, Hollywood. There is a guy named Romero. I know. That, yes, I like that quest where you have to hang out with Romero. Yeah, and all the zombies come, and you have to follow the zombies. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Nineties zombie movie references. Um, that is a cool quest line. I haven't done it yet. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Do you ever see that old movie? Um, do you ever see that movie Cemetery Man? 
Yeah, a really super long time ago. Yeah, Man Living yeah, in the Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was Clive Owen in it from back in the day. Um, the wow. Actor. Oh, my. That sound. Uh, oh, my. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and he's in a, he's. He's in Italy. He, or he's a he's a grave he's a he's a he's a groundskeeper for a graveyard in Italy where the dead rise. But it's all weird and postmodern. He's very casual about it most of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a long time ago, I, I saw this movie like once and probably was drunk. Yeah. But Clive Owen, that that I think yeah, so. I, yeah, I, I think, think so was... too. Wacky, so long ago for Clive Owen. Yeah. What else do I have here? Uh, oh, the end of the Carnival of Death Quest has oh. very stupid instant kills that make me really upset. Instant kills of you? Yeah, of me. I got very uh, mad trying to run out of the flaming Malkavian mansion because I got caught myself on fire and just died instantly many times. Oh, yeah, the Malkavian. You know, I have some notes about that. The, I, the Malkavian mansion is kind of a pain in the ass to navigate a little bit. Once you once yeah. you start thinking about it, it's not too bad. It's kind of nice. I really like the like the sort of contrast between how rational and like normal almost that the the recordings the, the recording sound at least at first. Before I like that his name is Grout, Doctor Grout. Right. I love that. Um, I love his backstory that he was embraced by accident by like a a vampire they had accidentally captured um, mm-hmm. in the mental asylum, and then the vampire died before he could learn anything about his condition um so he's been just surviving years and years um with without meeting any other vampires yeah and figuring it figuring it out himself figure it out cool Um, cool it's a cool story it's a cool story and he sounds totally rational but then you know his house is completely insane um and uh yeah he's got his wife in like some kind of weird yeah like dr freeze like dr Freeze, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think he, because he refers to his condition, and then he sometimes refers to her condition and our condition. I think he's embraced her as well, but like something has gone wrong, so he's like basically he's got like her in a stasis. Prison yeah, he's got yeah. her stasis. He's got her staked or something. You know, he just covered up the stake so you can't see it. Maybe, yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting. Um, something they never, they don't really tell you. Yeah. You don't really know. And then the house burns down, so presumably she's gone, too. Oh, man, that's terrible. Because I, de- I definitely didn't go back to rescue her. <laughs> I don't think it... It certainly didn't feel like a possibility. Well, the door locks behind you when you're on that little balcony. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not something you can do, so... Yeah. I noticed a password on one of the computers. It... The first word I'm going to say might not be correct, but I'm pretty sure the password was "Hi, Gabe." Oh yeah. They were in. They were in very direct. They were using the source engine, but still, they were in very direct competition with Half Life Two. They yeah. really, Activision really wanted. Hey, here's a bit of trivia. Do you know who founded Activision Entertainment? I don't remember. No. Same guy that. Uh, um produced the TV show Friends and uh, a game called A Boy and His Blob, uh, Pitfall. Wow. None, none of this is ringing any bells? I don't, I don't, I don't remember this guy's name, but yeah. Uh, his name is David Crane. Yeah. Yep. 
There's there's my trivia about Activision. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on in this game? Yeah, I mean, as a game, it was like I, like I didn't really play Half Life Two, by the way, which sounds pretty weird. It's all right. I didn't. I honestly didn't play it until years later. Kind of like this. So. For a lot of people, it's so seminal and so great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right about that. You know, and and I guess you know, just different tastes for different people. I was never all that into it. I was I was playing this game. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely played this game to the end at least like at least half a dozen times or maybe more um i definitely had um i i had a really good i had a mod that i really like to use called pen and paper mod yes i looked that up modified some of the xp and modified some of the way the disciplines work and stuff to make it a little bit more like pen and paper so like for instance you can activate like potence or activate like fortitude and it wouldn't cost any blood right and okay it would just last for like five or ten minutes they couldn't make it like last indefinitely all the time but you just activate it and then you you forget about it for like the next 10 minutes or until you went to into another zone you just had to keep activating it because because they were yeah. passive powers yeah yeah i mean sometimes they were celerity was yeah but you didn't mention uh, celerity yeah but other, other stuff too no, no no i mean celerity was celerity yeah. ended up being more or less unchanged actually from what it is in the game right now um but yeah uh like the blood buff they changed um that actually made the game harder because the blood buff they changed to make it weaker. Yeah, because it's not really a thing at all. Yeah. Other than there are things you can do with blood, like, you know, liven up your, you know, stuff. and Or actually, is there? Can't you, no, like, you can, you can yeah, spend all, a blood point to give yourself a physical dot? Phys- yeah, dot and physical is the first Okay, thing. okay, that's yeah. right. Never mind. Okay, yeah, yeah, I totally forgot that was a thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um... Animalism. Yeah, made, uh, well, protean is very different. I feel I'm not. Well, animalism is different in every goddamn it, version. Uh, yeah. Well, and yeah, and again, and the mods they couldn't change the disciplines. You know, too, too so much. much so, yeah. Yeah. So, so they could, so they could make the blood costs different and stuff like that. So, for instance, like you know, you know, they could make aspects like not cost any blood. You know, sure. Stuff like that. Um, but they, they, you know, they they couldn't like create new disciplines either. So if That's you were gonna bad. play. A Salubri yeah. anti tribute, right? Yeah, they they had they had added all these different clans and bloodlines and stuff. I don't I don't know about Salubri, I forget, but they. I'm they pretty added... sure I, I and the, I said that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I looked this up recently. I'm pretty sure I saw Salubri anti tribute, which you know, my brain went, "What the hell is that?" Salubri, that which is which is why it's which is why I'm telling you that now. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna confirm. But uh... I had Salubri anti tribute in my in my vampire game. My oh yeah, what did they like? College. Or did you come uh, up with it? Dark warriors, monsters. Okay. Oh but, yes. You know, fanatics for the Sabbat. Yeah, I, I don't know. I forget. There, there's, there's like not much to them um, at first. We uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> one of the PCs, one of the PCs was a Salubrian to tribute. Okay. Um, and we had it be a whole thing um, with his clan um, and, cool. the, and the and the Tremere and the Tremere and the Tribune, and it was yeah. But um, but anyway, yeah, no. The pen, this pen and paper mod in, in Bloodlines, um, it can't add new disciplines. So it would just do stuff. So like, if you were playing, for instance, like a, a an Asmite, 
they wouldn't give you, they give you Slurry and Obfuscate, but instead of Quietus, they can't give you Quietus, so they just give you Potence. Sure. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just do much more damage. You're going to ask my... They were able to mix them up. Like, they were able to give clans uh, a combination of three powers that did not exist so far. Yeah. And then, I think also, the pen and paper mod would also let you have a fourth discipline. Because right now in the game, as it is, you can only buy your in-clan disciplines. You can't buy any out-of-clan disciplines. Yep. Um, yes, this does. This has, and it, but it looks like it only has one extra discipline per clan. Yeah, like they have a, they have a specific it, one. It's always a physical discipline. Okay, they yep. to, you always try to give yep. you a physical discipline that you didn't have before. So yeah, I'm, I'm buy, yep. You can buy um, potence of celerity or something like that. Do you want to know what clans are available in this? Uh, all of them. The city gangrel, the lasombra, the salubri anti tribute, the zivish. I definitely played City Gangrel because I remember... Celerity Obfuscate. Celerity Obfuscate. Protean. Protean was super nasty. Asamite Sorcerer, Asamite Vizier, Asamite yes. Warrior, Asamite Sorcerer was super nasty, Celerity and Obfuscate again, but this time with Thaumaturgy. Pretty cool, yeah, right. Pretty cool. Daughters of Cacophony, Followers of Set with uh, Fortitude instead of... Pr- Serpentis, not Protean. Giovanni, Naharaja, Ravnos, Samedi, True Bruja, with Dominate instead of Temporis, Zamish yeah. Old Clan, and that's those are the clans that it adds. I didn't know. I'm surprised. I mean, I guess they would add Salubri and Tribute because the Salubri, there's seven of them, and they're in hiding and doing meditations, I guess. Salubri rather than Salubri and Tribute, too. I, I forget, too. Um... I think Silverite should be have Valorant. Yes. So they uh, as well. Yes. So but so that's what it is too, is is like the Silverite and Tribute are like the, the war. Oh, oh okay. And in the like Dark the Ages Yeah. The two casts, one of them went to is that correct? Should I be is cased more correct? Cast, cased, I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so the so the two disciplines they in the Dark Ages, the clan had those two disciplines, and the warriors went to the Sabbat, and the and the seven of the other guys went to, not even the Camarilla hiding. Yeah, hiding. Okay. But I think I think it was like, the Salu Rites should be weren't a thing until until like, revised or know, until revised or something like sure. that. So it was like, the the Sabbat like dug up a Salu like warrior from back of the day or something like that that was incorporated. He joined the Sabbat. Something like that happened. Um, Chucked him in a grave. Yeah, I forget. I forget. Um, we had a whole backstory for it in 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 our game too. I just made something up. Me and Chris good. just made something up. Good. But, um, it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I got I got yeah. hassled by vampire hunters. Oh yeah, I'm not sure how you managed to do that because like I never get masquerade breaches usually. Oh. Yeah, well, I did, yeah, I did have, well, the thing is, is that I did have two, but I, what really got me feeling persecuted was that after two masquerade violations, then then they show up and are wandering around. And if you even engage with them, well, I may, I perhaps was just being an idiot. Maybe I should have been punching them, but I was, I, I would end up using something, some power and get in trouble. But 
the real problem is that I was able to go get, I, I did a quest, you know, some quests will forgive, a, they'll do a masquerade redemption as part of the quest reward. So I was able to have zero masquerade violation and I walked up to my apartment because I wanted to get the money that Prince Seltzerwater left in my glove box. And uh, there was a, a vampire hunter camping right in front of my front door. And uh, without my vampire powers, she murdered me with her fiery torch and and aggravated damage. And if I used my vampire powers, more masquerade violations and the cycle begins. But anyway, I was able to punch her to death eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that sucks. Well, I got, yeah, now it seems to have cleared up whatever it was. I do feel like she was hanging out, like, incorrectly because I was clean. Yeah. It sounds like you bugged out and got stuck there. Dead now. Um, dead now. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I had a note about stupid instant kills. Yeah, so there's one part. Oh, there I, are I, some, yeah. Yeah, there's one part at the end of um, the Carnival of Death quest. Oh, when yes. You're in, when you're in, like, a, um, a junkyard. And dude is throwing broken car, you know, broken down old cars and stuff at you. And mm-hmm. um, you have to get out of the way because if they hit you, it's an instant kill. Crazy. But um, because of the wonky physics of the game, it exactly happened to me. It's often happened to me where I've tried to like, like I've dodged out of the way and everything's fine. But the car is just kind of sitting there, kind of rocking gently a little bit on the on the uh, geometry. Right, and I just happen to get close, and it it goes know, off. It it, it grazes me, and I die. Yep, yeah. terrific. It's also. Yeah. It's a this is a great game to have to dodge cars in because any little object on the ground your feet might get stuck on and cause you to stop moving. Any characters, any of the uh what do you call the guys that are the primogen? Any of the primogen that you think are cool? I always kinda talk to the Tremere guy. I don't know if the gangrel guy that you meet is a primogen or if he's just a wandering gangrel, but I always meet him once and never see him again. Oh, Beckett? Um, yeah. no, he's he's not a um He's not primogen. Is there a gangrel primogen? You don't really meet primogen, the primogen in this game. There's the there's the Tremere primogen, um, Strauss who you meet. Is Nines? Um, no, Nines is, is an anarch leader, so he's not on the primogen. Oh, so is um, there a broom? Is there? Well, I guess yeah. I don't know. No, I saw I saw four guys and I recognized two of them. There's a scene, yeah, where yeah. You, where it's like the primogen and it's like Strauss. And the other, the other three are generic Ventrue models. Oh, is that what it is? They're just dudes. I thought play, I recognized you, two of them. Maybe not. If you if you play as a Ventrue, those those are the, your character models. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I guess out of the sort of main characters, some of them, some characters, it seems like have full voice actors and like have a whole story behind them. But I feel like you see them one time. Maybe different clans run into certain characters more. But you know, the the Gangle guy comes to mind. No, you you run back into him. Okay. Yeah, I also, you know, I I haven't played the second half of this game in a couple years, and I do forget things. I do forget details, like, I'm very good at forgetting details, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he comes, he comes, he pops back here and there. But he's, he's like an elder who's, he's like an elder vampire archaeologist. Right, that's pretty cool, yeah. He's, he, he tells you he's trying to, He's trying to stay after. He's trying to. He's trying to stay out of the politics. He's just interested yep. in learning about history and stuff. I like Bertram Tongue. 
And you know what? I like canker. I like all. Oh, there was a Nosferatu when I saw the Primogen. And it wasn't Bertram, so it might have just been a generic Nosferatu, but I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder which which Nosferatu this is. Uh, actually, there's a Nosferatu Primogen that you eventually meet, too. Yeah, so it was uh, the Nosferatu, I, the Tremere guy, the, and two Venture. At, at the end of the sewers, yeah. Yep. At the end of the sewers, you meet him. Yeah, I like hanging. I like that area. I get, yeah, I haven't, I've been there in this playthrough, but I like hanging out with the Nosferatu. I like all the, I like the, I like the safe areas in the sewers, because... You know, like I said when we were talking about the Nosferatu, I like yeah, it. The Nosferatu Warrens are, are very, have a very cool design, and if you play yeah. as a Nosferatu character, you get a haven down there, and it's and it's it's very cool to be able to go down there and interact with all those Nosferatu in a way that you you can't as as any other kind of character. Wow, um, I kind of man, I want to. I guess I guess I got to play this game over and over again because yeah, I want to do Nosferatu while, also. Yeah, it's been a while, but I definitely did a Nosferatu playthrough. And it's definitely. It's definitely it's definitely more challenging because it's hard to get around. Um, right, you, you, you gotta, gotta burning, you gotta keep burning stuff on obfuscate, and you gotta keep um, you gotta keep burning blood on obfuscate, or you gotta keep um, ducking around and and going through and the hiding. sewers. It's it's uh it, it gets rough. Um, do they get a bonus for rats? You do, yeah, I believe they they get a bonus for feeding up on rats. That's great. But yeah, no, no, no. You, you, it's it's fun to play as an Asratu. After the first time, you, after after your first couple of playthroughs, to play the last rod too. It's it's a little bit harder in some ways, but it's it's cool too. It's fun. Um, it's a little silly because you still have all the same quests, and um, you talk to the same NPCs, and they generally just go like, "Wow, you're ugly. What the fuck?" And then say and the then same they, stuff. And then say the same stuff. And then <laughs> they might just like throw something else at the end. Like, wow. Wow, you are still ugly. It's kind of that same. It, it, sometimes that happens with the Malkavian stuff too, because people mm -hmm. will remark like, "What? Are you okay?" Or like, "Wow, you talk really weird." Mm -hmm. Um, but but then we'll just continue with your conversation while you scream bizarre shit at them. I heard that you can be as a Nosferatu. You can do something very scary in the diner that will cause the clerk to drop dead of fright. I, I I don't remember that. Oh, I, I think that, and I I don't I have no idea why I think that, but I but I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere this week while I was you know reading about this game and kind of uh, casually researching and stuff. I'm pretty sure you can do something to make her drop dead of fright if you're a scary Nosferatu man or woman, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, the end game. Yeah, how is it? There's a so technical lady. So what happens after technical lady Chinatown? Well, actually, I was about to say before, before I talk about the ends of the game, I was um, also thinking about the werewolf. You ever do the werewolf part? I don't think so. Um, I don't think I knew near, there was a werewolf. There's a part near the end of the game where you meet up with nines um, in. Uh, uh, in that uh, observatory park, you know, up up in the hills above L.A. Yes, a very famous observatory. And, yeah, I saw uh, an owl there one time. Yeah, you you sit there and you talk with uh, with him for a little bit, and then Werewolf shows up and tries to fucking murder you both. And you got to survive for something like five minutes while you wait for while you wait for a cable car to come back. Um, wow! With Werewolf chasing you around, this werewolf, you cannot hurt it. No, there is one Nothing. way to kill it. Yeah, you can you can you can lure it into a certain area and then crush it in the observatory doors. For like fifteen years, I did not know that. 
I played this game, I beat it something like 10 times or whatever with all these different clans. I probably didn't beat it with every single clan because I probably started it with some clans, played it through halfway and then stopped. But I never knew that you could kill that werewolf. That's I always assumed that it was just like, oh, he's just invincible. I just got to stay away from him for like several minutes until until the until the escape comes and then I can go run into run into the cable car and run make a run for it. I mean, when there uh, is a timed escape like that, it's very reasonable to assume that that's yeah. just stay alive. Yeah. And I had a, I had all system worked out. I was like, oh, like, the invincible get, werewolf. Yeah, to get away from the werewolf, it's just like first you go over here, you break line of sight, and then you get up on top of this spot, and then he can't get at you there, and you just you just like you just crouch here for like <laughs> you just crouch here in fear for the next three or four minutes until yep. the cable car comes, and then you run for it. Good. <laughs> but apparently, you can crush it to death. I did not know that. I've never actually done it. I've just like suddenly I, I saw it in a video once and I was like, "Is that real?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I I know and that I, feeling. <laughs> and then I, and I looked at the guide and I'm like, "Oh my god, I've beaten this game something like a dozen, you know, half a dozen times, ten times, something I don't even know." All right, I'm gonna find it and try to crush it. Yeah. That's the only way you can kill it. You can shoot it with a million bullets. You can hit it with you can hit it with like all your potents. Oh, okay. And wolf's claws and whatever it doesn't matter. Do you think that I should spend six dollars on Vampire the Masquerade Redemption? It's the first PC game from like three years before this. Oh no, it's bad. Yeah, bad. Real bad. It was bad when it came out. So I, I remember maybe, playing. With maybe I'll forgive it now. I don't know. I what are your memory? Tell me about your memories of your vague memories of playing Redemption. I thought I remember it being like a bad Diablo clone. It looks Diablo-ish. It looks very Diablo-ish. Down to the character uh, sheet. I'm looking at the GOG page right now. Yeah. Um, it jumps between a Dark Ages story and a modern story. Yes. It's like the same character. He's like walking. He's like. Yeah, there's a picture of like Dracula with a giant sword in a modern day hospital that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, he's like. With he, a cape. He. He. He goes into torpor or something at the end of the at the end of the Dark Ages segment, and then he he wakes back up in the modern day. It's so Di- it looks so Diablo. I'm gonna check it out. I mean, I have to. Yeah. Thank you for warning me, but yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got to know. I have to know, right? Don't spend a lot of money on it. Yeah, it's six bucks. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the end game. Yeah, there's uh. I believe, if I remember correctly, there's four endings, and I'm not sure I remember them all correctly. The worst ending, apparently, is if you side with Ming Zhao, really. It okay. is a really terrible ending. You can, side, you can decide to side with Ming Zhao, and she is kills all early the early ending? She kills all the other kindred in the city or something, basically, and then she kills you. Oh, or oh, like, that's, oh a, that's a very good ending. Oh, she, or not, not, actually, she's like, oh, I promised I wouldn't kill you, so instead she like, stakes you and throws you in a, in a, in a coffin and, and dumps you in the, in the ocean or some shit like that. Wow. Rough, rough, (laughs) Uh, and that's early, right? Yeah, yeah. that would be an early end to the game. Like that's before the end game. That's basically what I would consider to be the end of Act Two. Yeah, no, I mean, she, you, you don't have to fight her because in every other ending, you have to fight Ming Zhao as part of the end game. Yeah, you don't have to fight her, but she still sends you to go back and kill the prince. Okay, and you have to kill the prince and the sheriff and. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay, uh, maybe okay. kill nines too, or something. I don't. Wow. Know. Yeah, you got to really want to get thrown in the ocean. Yeah, with a stake through your chest. Yeah. Um. 
or buried under a building or something like that. It's something. It's something that, like that. That's it's way like, worse, probably. It's yeah. It's, it's it's one of those things where it's like you go bye bye, like, but you don't even get to die. Which you just you're just burying you somewhere forever. Um. Yeah. So that's the worst ending. The second worst ending is if you side with the prince. Um. And uh, I forget what happens. Uh, I. I assume he betrays you because, you know, um, yeah, he and, seems like the type. Yeah. And then, um, after you, after you beat him, you decide to keep the uncarns off or get sarcophagus for yourself and you open it. Um, oh, you know what's inside? No. Is it an antediluvian? Hundreds of pounds of explosives. Really? Go off in your face. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they were planted there by smiling Jack. And the last scene is a smiling Jack with a, uh, like dead Mesopotamian looking mummy. Awesome. Laughing, laughing his, his ass off. Yeah. I like so, that ending. Fun. That rules. Um, and if you, and I think the last couple endings kind of intersect is if you side with the prince, he betrays you. And then you decide not to open the sarcophagus and you leave, and then he opens a sarcophagus and gets blown up. Oh, much better. Yeah. And and I think the Anarch ending is pretty much straightforward. You go and you kill the Pharaoh, and you mess up the prince, and he's not dead, but you walk away, and he opens the sarcophagus and gets blown up. Oh, cool. I'm gonna, I want to do that ending. Yeah. Great, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm pretty yeah. sure I have not seen any. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've yeah. not actually finished this. I think I get to the Sabato yeah. Hotel. The, yeah, the Anarchs are, are pretty unambiguously the good guys in this yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. You know, they really are. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they do got a few Bender. Mean they got Bender and Hermes. Yeah, I mean, they they do a few mean things because they they you know that's what they do. Some, kill some people, but they're yeah, they're definitely not Ming Zhao and they're definitely not Prince Lacroix. So. Um. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 how Bloodlines ends. And it, yeah, it's it's uh, and maybe Kane shows up, depending on you know whether or not you 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 believe the 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 uh, the fan theory is that the taxi driver is actually Kane. Oh, why? Really? Is there what's the indicate? Are there any clues that you know? He talks to you about some stuff. I I I don't I don't know. It's just like one of those things where people are like, oh yeah, he knows he knows about the blood and he knows about stuff. And he, he you know he talks to you. You have a conversation with him basically where you pick which ending you went you want. Where okay. he says where you know he's basically like where do you want to go? Oh, uh, interesting. Where do, you want okay. me to, where do you want me to take you? I said you can choose like go to the Anarchs, go to Lacroix, go to Ming Zhao. You know, um. Maybe this is an option. The fourth option is going alone. I don't remember. Um, maybe that's what it's for endings. But it's like a lot of them are similar. A lot of them end with with Lacroix bleeding out and then opening this or trying to open the sarcophagus with his last breath and then getting blown up. Right. Or you deciding to, you know, finish Lacroix off and then opening up the sarcophagus and then getting blown up. <laughs> Big decisions over who's going to be. Who's going to get blown up? Who's yeah. going to get blown up? Yeah. Yeah, um, but um, there's yeah there's some stuff that that the taxi driver says that you know you know sort of implies that he knows more about what's going on. You always kind of got the idea that like I, you know like even early on he's like 
he's like mysterious and weird like you know like okay maybe he's like the princess ghoul or something like that or like he's somebody's ghoul that drives you know drives vampires around yeah, and does, like, does favors he's, yeah he's the vampire taxi yeah vampire um, taxi you know you know or maybe he's a vampire himself and he's just the taxi driver he's the vampire taxi whatever but he you know he says some stuff too that you know is all mysterious and makes it sound like like maybe he's an antediluvian or maybe he's Troil or maybe he's Cain or something I don't know it's it's really ambiguous and um, a lot of people just jump to being like that definitely means he's Cain um, maybe, sure. he, maybe he maybe he came really out sure of the sarcophagus and he had a a mummy, you know, just like in his luggage, and he left the mummy in the sarcophagus, and now he's driving the taxi. That's kind of what I always thought too. The mummy thing with Jack kind of kind of threw me off because I was like, you know, it makes perfect sense otherwise that if this was just this was the guy who was in the sarcophagus, yeah, exactly, yeah. Or maybe he's an Antediluvian, but he's probably just Methuselah, and he came out, and uh, you know, he's trying to get his bearings in this modern world by driving a cab. Makes sense. Not the worst idea, I guess. Better than, uh, like, wearing a cloak and swinging a, a great sword in the hospital. Yeah. Like Dracula. Yeah. And then, um... But, yeah, but there's a mummy with Jack at the end when, you know, in the in the last cutscene after after the sarcophagus blows up. So a mummy that is... A mummy uh, in the traditional sense that is deceased? Yeah, yeah. Like, Not like a guy... Drinking no, a beer no, no. with Jack, being like, "Hey, glad I'm alive again after being in that sarcophagus." No, I, <laughs> I mean a mummified corpse. Right. Okay. Dressed, yes. To be and, to be very clear, since we are, you know, world recognizing dressed in rotting Assyrian finery. You know. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's how Bloodline ends. Bloodlines two is never going to come out. That's sad. Paradox is still in charge. I is they, it being passed around? <laughs> they don't. Have, they don't have a release date anymore. They moved right. it to. They they moved it to a new publisher, okay. or they moved it to a new. De- sorry, Paradox is the publisher. They moved it to a new development studio after they had so many problems with the first development studio. Okay, and they wouldn't even say which studio it was that has taken over. Wow! So there was like there was like something that was leaked earlier this year that says probably this studio that's that's doing the development now on Bloodlines Two. But they're playing and, it close. But they're yeah they're playing it close. I think I think they're they they re- they recognize they're like okay well we hyped this 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 got hyped up a bunch, and then ultimately we looked at it and we're like we cannot deliver, we cannot deliver what was hyped, and if we try to sell this. We are gonna get crucified, the way uh, uh, CD Projekt Red got crucified over, you know. Yeah, that big uh, game that they made that made everyone upset. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, you know, I really enjoyed that game, but it's incredible. It's it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, but like, it it certainly has some some issues for sure, and. Um, when I played it, I, I was like, okay, this is good, but it's not like revolutionary. Um, and in terms of like gameplay or, or design or anything like that, I'm like, this is like, you know, this is like cyberpunk version of Skyrim, yep. except bigger and more advanced. Great. It um, was, and it was great. And it was great. But I think, you know, when I, I, I wasn't really following the development, but when I looked, went back and looked at some of the stuff that had been published about development, I was like, oh, 
I see why people are unhappy because yeah. they promised they yeah. promised some revolutionary bullshit yeah. and it is not. It is not that. It is this is Skyrim and Night City, which is, you know, perfectly Great. fun. Great. I love it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um but yeah. I thought I thought there was a lot of there was some there was some cringy writing. Um oh, sure. there was silly writing, but overall I think some really good writing and like some like really strong like emotional writing and act acting. I was um, into it. I was in, I was involved. I was invested. I really liked it. It was a it was a perfect time for me. I was coming off a of Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah, really. I I like I I really really liked it. And the first time that I played that game, I would say that. But um, I went back and looked after I played after I played some of it, and I saw what what you know CD Projekt Red had promised oh, this game oh. was going to be. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh. This yeah. is not that. This is definitely not that. And I think that's that's. I think that's what was exactly what's going on with Bloodlines too. Yeah, and it had been yeah, because the the previews they were showing it. They didn't show a lot of previews, but they showed a bunch of previews. But then they also were saying that there's going to be like all these different NPCs, and it's going to be so involved, and it's going to be all these politics and everything like that. And then I don't know. Like they get to, they get to the development to a certain point, and they're looking at it and they're like, no, this is not. This is not it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with it at all. Um, um, and with, a bunch of va- other vampire games, yeah. Like I think we've talked about that now, but I guess this is going to be the vampire game episode. Um, oh sure, yeah. There've been a lot of other recent vampire games. I have uh, Night Road on my phone, but uh, I'm reading too many things right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I really like Night Road. Night Road. I'm going to. I mean, as soon as as soon as I'm done with the Maze Runner, Night Road is I, on my. I I I played through it every I played through it with every single clan. I don't, I don't even read it anymore. I just kind of like click oh. the decisions. What uh okay, what clans are in the base are in the vanilla? You've done the DLC. So yeah, what clans what is what are your choice of clans in the beginning without the DLCs? Hold on, let me see. I'm very interested in learning about 5th edition and what the world is like. I've been reading a little bit about the did they call it like the occultation of the Sabbat or something? How what happened to the Sabbat and how oh, the, yeah, the, Sabbat, the, the guys went... were called away to Yeah, so Armageddon. basically this thing, this thing happened called the Beckoning. Yes, which is like yes, that's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, part of Gehenna, basically. The basically it's like Gehenna happened or it's happening, but it's kinda of not like what anyone expected. It's a um, brawl in the all in the East. all the elders all the elders like got called to the Middle East to fight like the secret war in the desert night or something like that. And all the Sabbat said were down for that too and, and went there to fight. And uh nobody really knows what's going on over there. Um uh, like like news is not coming back from, from what the elders are doing and, and you know, they're dying and disappearing and vanishing. Are they being is their blood compelling them to return to the ancient struggle? Like are they all blood bounded in some or at least is there some kind of Yep. Yeah, Something yeah. Like well, that, I mean, yeah. I guess the beckoning—that sounds exactly like what that is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, beckoning. Yeah. So great, cool. I'm interested in what's. I'm and it and it and it is. It's 2020 so, yeah. or yeah, 2016 ish. It's you know 20, it's, the 20, it's the 2020s. All right. Uh, wow. All, what the hell is going? Uh, sorry. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. On top of all, <laughs> on top of all that, with the elders like vanishing, the the second Inquisition has begun to rage again. Not Leopold. Different guys. Different guys. There's there there may be some connections, but um, this is basically like this hodgepodge of different U.S. government 
at least in the United States, it's, it's a bunch of U.S. government agencies and like some military units and stuff that are aware that vampires exist. It's, it's a some oh, degree. Oh, okay. So a little and more, a little just, more. Okay. Yeah, like organized mm-hmm. and with resources and with legitimacy and just you know. Sounds a lot more dangerous like, than Leopold. We're just yeah, like just like you know, like kill teams and drone missiles, you know? Wow. Yeah, man. Vampire world of darkness in 2020. I can't even, yeah. Oh my God. Are there other fifth they, edition they, books? They, they burned down the Tremere Chantry in Vienna. <gasps> the, what? The pyramid is broken. Where's the great white worm? Dead gone. Who knows? Um, are there other splats in fifth edition? I don't know. I don't oh. know. I have, I, have, I have not followed 5th edition at all. I'm very interested in this. I'm going to read Night Road. Okay, so... I, but... I, bought, I, bought, I bought the 5th edition PDF, and, like, I have not even opened it up. Like, I, I just, like, scrolled through it real quick and didn't, and didn't read any of it. I'm, I, I, I should really sit down and read it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so in Night Road, the basic clans that you can play are the Ventru, the Tord, or the Gangrel, the Bruja, the Banu Hakim, ah, the Asimites. That uh, isn't that and a DLC? No, that's oh? part of the vanilla. Oh wow! Okay, the and there's a reason for that because there's a very important character in the game who uh, is Banu Hakim. Okay, if you choose to play as a Banu Hakim, you're his child. Interesting. Cool. Okay. Cool. Most of these characters actually, um, your sire is in is in the story somewhere. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do that I one real soon. Remember, I can't remember exactly which clans are in which DLCs. I think there's a DLC for the Tremere and the Kaitif. Okay. There's a different DLC for the Nosferatu and one other clan. Um, you can also with with all the DLC, you, you have Ventru, Tremere, Tord or Gangrel, Bruja, Banu Hakim, Clan Hekata. Yeah, that's Giovanni. Are, that's the Gio, That's what the Giovanni evolved into. It's like the Sumeti, the Cappadocians that came back. The, what's left of the Giovanni? Because Augustus Giovanni is gone now too. What the, happened? The old, the old Giovanni. All the Angelovians are all fucked up. They're all. Fucked oh, up. they're all going off to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're free uh, of the eternal struggle because they've yeah. all fucked off to eternal struggle themselves to death. Good. Yeah. Now we're we're now we're mini eternal eternal struggling. Now we're gonna do our own eternal struggle, yeah. and the wheel will yeah. turn once more. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Shinji Akari will have to get back in that fucking robot for Back in the robot. Get back in the Ava. Um, yeah, so the Hakata are all the the remnants of of all these different death, the death clans. Death cool. Um, the Ravnos, who again um, now are like have nothing to do with gypsies. Yeah, but they are cursed, um, and in this in this version, they they can't stay in the same place every night. So there's a bunch of stuff written into the choose your own adventure parts about how you have to like either make a choice to like stay in one place and take or, a penalty. And take and and take damage, yeah. or like like try to try to like run around at night, uh, to to find different places to stay during the day and, and spend money and resources and um, and time doing that. The um, reverse Zamish. Yeah, there are um, La Sombra, and the La Sombra, I love. 
because particularly here. Yeah, particularly here. First of all, because um, as as part of your backstory, you uh, were in the spot. Oh, cool! And they're uh, in the Camarilla now. Yeah, and then they're in the Camarilla now. Um, and that's all kind of explained how that all works. And it's maybe I, that's I what I'll do. To, I do like them. I because I love because I, I loved the spot back in the day. Um, but at the same time. Um, they're kind of silly and over the top, and in yeah, some ways, you know, they're '90s cartoon villains. They're the edgiest yeah. of edgy lords until yeah, you get so, to Freak Legion. So I understand why they don't really want them in this game, in this version. So, but the the also the idea is that this game is also like a direct continuation of the previous vampire meta plot. Still, right? Um, yeah, they don't want to write all that stuff out, really. Yep. Um, so it's interesting the way they handle the Sabbat because they're like, with the elders gone, um, with you know the Sabbat elders gone, with like you know the packs broken, um, it's like it's uh, it's like the paths of enlightenment don't hold any power anymore. Oh, Sombra have had to try and find their humanity again to, to survive. Okay, and weird. I'm on the Carmel again, and it's like the. You know, it's like the the whole the whole Sabbat structure broke down, and without the without the enforcement of of the wills of the these wills of the elders, it, it's like just falling apart. And the Camarilla is kind of the same way. The Camarilla is kind of falling apart because you know all of these you know five hundred year old Ventru corridor yeah. and you know Tremere. Who, the floor you know, has collapsed. Be, yeah, who used to be like everyone must do my bidding and they had, you know, there's, you know, their structures and their, you know, their controls and their enforcers and um, puppets, puppeting you know, puppets, puppets, puppeting puppets and, you know, hundreds and perhaps thousands of years of power structures built on power structures, you know, indestructible and right. And, yeah. And, and eternal know, cyclopean and gigantic. <laughs> and they've all just, they've all just like collapsed overnight. Great. They've just like, they've just like vanished, you know, and there's this, there's this weird new world where it's like the humans are hunting us mm-hmm. a lot more. Now things are scary. Like don't use cell phones. Don't use computers. Don't use email. Oh, they loved using computers in the nineties. They had their own uh, they had, domain. They had, so many, <laughs> they had so many hacker vampires. Oh, they loved it. You know. So why um, don't they use phones? Just just because you know the FBI easy, will listen. Too easy for the government to track. Yep. Too easy for the government to track. Oh, I mean, don't keep a phone for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wacky. Uh, wow, vampires yeah. on the run. Oh, a little bit like don't, uh, don't don't use certain words on the on on the telephone because fucking NSA, yep. you know, listening, you Tracking know, vampire words like kindred are listening for keywords, yeah. Don't talk about kindred the embraced on the phone yeah. in the world of darkness. Exactly. Um oh yeah, and sorry. And the final two um clans, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and Night Road are the Ministry, which is what the um, followers of the Sedites have evolved into. Honestly, I think they should just keep calling themselves the Serpents because Serpent sounds cool. That's neat. That sounds fine for a vampire clan. Describes exactly who they are and what they are and right? what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. But now they're the Ministry. I, I, it's stupider than followers of Sedites, to be perfectly honest. But they, 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 uh... they, they, the the whole idea is that they, also again, Sed is gone, and all of the, those right. old 
Sedite elders that like enforced the religion and everything have all vanished. Um, you know, oh, died sure, sure. Cool, like cool. Change is good. Yeah. Shake it up, and, you ancient yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, and finally Kaitif. You can play Kaitif if you want. Sure. Yeah. Do so. the Sedites believe that every day is Halloween? Um <laughs> That was a very this, complicated this, joke. <laughs> this, isn't that more of a somber thing? I'm no, I'm, I'm thinking of typo negative. Oh well, the band, the band, the band that, the band that did that song is called Ministry. No, the the band that did the song is typo negative. Every day is Halloween. Oh wait, no. Well, the, well, I bet Ministry did it first. Well, um, okay, maybe there's a Ministry song called Every Day Is Halloween. There is. Uh, Oh, okay. it, no, no, you don't no, think it's right. a cover? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm getting That's, confused. Okay. There's a there's a typo negative song called Black Number One where they, you know, there's like every where they sing every day is Halloween. So that's sorry. Oh, that's what, that, okay, okay. That, that's what popped into my head. Gotcha. I was making a ministry joke. I yeah, and I thought of typo neg. It makes sense. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, before I ask you about Swan Song, do you have any do you have any more thoughts about Night Road? Um I just I just think it's well written and it it makes me happy because it has um it has a storyteller system. And it's kind of like a storyteller system in in Bloodlines, you know, it's kind of abbreviated. Things go from like 1 sure. to 3 and 1 to 5, you know. Oh my like, god, you know what? I'm going to start it. I'm going to start it tonight. I have yeah. to check it out. It sounds very cool. But it, it runs just like that, and like the. the I hope other, I can be. Other, I hope I can be the Lissandra. Yeah. Other other games in this series, um, use this sort of more patented choice of games series system. Choice of games is this you know is this company that puts out all these sort of like choose your own adventure games sure. on, on Android and and iOS, and um, I, I've run a few of them, and and you know many of them are written very poorly. Mm-hmm. This one is written very well. There's like, one. There's one that I often see in conjunction with this one. Like I, I think it's even like a two pack on PS4 with Night Road. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I think there's a Hunter one that goes with it. Yeah. That, okay. That, yeah. Um, I I don't know about the Hunter one. Hunter never really interests me all that much, so I I just didn't bother to pick it up. Um, mm-hmm. There's another one called Parliament of Knives, which mm. is uh. That's a more like political story, um, and you don't you don't really get to create your character. There's three different characters that you can pick from. Um, okay. And um, yeah, I, I don't know that, and that doesn't use a storytelling system. That uses its own, you know, sort of system, and and so it just doesn't resonate with me as much. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. I mean, when you started talking about the storytelling system, I mean, obviously, I was, I was. Thinking, you know, I was wavering. I was, I was like a jeep on the edge of the cliff, rocking right back and forth, whether or not I was going to start Night Road pretty soon. But talking about dots and the storyteller system, you know, it gets my, it gets my, gets oh, my engine yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's basically like being able to play a Vampire the Masquerade game solo. Awesome. That's cool. I hope they make more like it. If that's the case, the, the same author is actually putting out a. Uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse oh. uh, Tracy Games book and a Hunter Tracy Games book later oh. this year. 
I do like Werewolf the Apocalypse. I can't wait to talk I about know. that. Uh, I'll keep I'll keep an eye out for that. Cool, awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna start Night Road tonight. Then I yeah. can't wait to look at it. Uh, Swan Song. Yeah, I think I mentioned Swan Song before. I never played much of it. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It looked cool. Yes, and that's why I am thinking about play spending. You know, sixty bucks cool, or something. Yeah, it had a cool looking. Um, like graphic style to it and everything like mm-hmm. that, and like the the intro was kind of intriguing, but at, but at the same time also like kind of not like I don't I don't know it was it was the kind of thing where like where you'll see some things where like something mysterious is happening yes very mysterious we're going to say a bunch of stuff that has no context ah uh, yes oh man okay. but soon all will become plain R- yes of soon. course yes soon. And then it's like, ah, okay, so I'm going to watch cutscenes like this for about the next five minutes. That kind of don't tell me anything. And then, I, I, like, I don't know that this was, it's, it's been a little while since I last booted it up, but that, like this kind of like how I felt about it. I put like a few hours into it, into it, and then, and then like I kind of hit a hard stop. Like I was really just running back and forth through this Elysium area, like looking for somebody. And like I seriously felt like I had pixel bitched through every single part of the game, um, and I hate doing that. You know what yeah. I mean by pixel bitch, right? Uh, no, I, I'm not sure I've heard that term before. <laughs> you know how in like really old um, like uh, adventure games, uh, like old point and click adventure games, uh-huh. uh, sometimes like to pick up a certain item and you had to pick or, or oh, to, like, thing. you had to like yep. click on. On a certain area, it had to be like just the, the right very pixel. specific pixel. Yes, yes. Pixel I, bitching. Okay, I know. Yeah, that okay. is what I call pixel bitching. I gotcha. Um, I did not make up that term. I, I got that from someone oh. else, but it's, it stuck with me. You know what? I'll tell you what. I, I I've been scanning the Wikipedia article for this, looking for something in particular, and I saw developers Big Bad Wolf and publishers Nacon, and I was like, okay, I haven't heard of that. That's fine. Uh, and then I and then I continued to scan the article, and I saw a swan song is developed by Big Bad Wolf, a branch of Cyanide, and that's what I was looking for. Cyanide published uh, Werewolf game, which was very, which was utterly generic, even though it looked beautiful and the spirits and the Cairn looked so cool, but the actual gameplay was so, so just. Yeah, utterly that's generic. Felt, that's kind of how I felt about Swan Song. Yes, again, okay. So I knew it, it and I knew it. I knew it was these guys. No shit just, on them. Yeah, yeah, there was just this part where it was just like, you're in an Elysium. You're like, you have to find somebody to talk to them. Yeah. And I like, there's. it was like four or five rooms. There's only a certain amount of things there. There's only a certain amount of people there. And I'm like, I feel like I've literally looked into every single room, talked to every single person, clicked on every single fucking thing I could possibly think to click on, every draw and every mm-hmm. desk, every every item, like I am pixel bitching my way through this. Yep. I'm just guessing now because nothing logically makes sense to tell me what I should be looking for, or what I should be thinking about, or, or or what I should be doing. You know? Like I really feel I, like I've exhausted every option here, but I obviously haven't because there's obviously something. Yeah, because obviously you're still in doing. this room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know the feeling so much because I, because I can't leave until this gets done. But I, you know, there's no there's no obvious way to do this as far as I'm concerned. 
And, you know, maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm being a dumbass, but, I, you know. Well, I mean, I, you know what? If the game had been fun and it had engaged you, you would want to figure it out. But also, if it was a game of slightly more quality, it probably wouldn't have an annoying part where you have to find some clue somewhere or press a tiny button, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was watching somebody play um, Jedi Survivor a little bit today. Um, you know, that game just came out, like, last week or something. Um, so yes. that's a new game. Um, and there's a there's a part where, you know, they, they're running around and they're, try, they're doing a puzzle, and, and uh, Jedi Survivor, like... Pops up a little thing. If you've been working on this puzzle for too long, it little pops up this little thing. It's yes. just like ask, ask for a hint, say nothing. You know, yep. so you can click. You know, you can click left on your D pad to be like fuck off, or you can click right on your D pad to be like I have no fucking clue what's happening. Somebody help me. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah, and it's actually it's I don't know if you noticed, but it's like canonically, it's his little friend, his little droid is asking him if he wants a yeah. hint, and the little droid oh, yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's no, like it's I, like I, it's a mechanic I, in the yeah. physical, the physicality of the world too. Yeah, yeah. Which I like. Yeah. I like those games. Yeah, yeah. The the first one I really liked. Um, I'm gonna play the second one eventually. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm playing. I feel like I have, I'm playing a bunch of video games right now, and I'm not just gonna spend the money on Jedi Survivor right away. And I'm kind of glad because apparently there were so many technical problems. People yeah. had problems playing it, but. Um, Sounds like I, the kind of thing that happens. I, yeah, it does. But I hear that technical problems aside, as a game, it's really amazing. I bet it's really good. The so, other one's really good. I'm just gonna wait for a couple more patches and a sale. And yeah, exactly. I'm just it's um, it's on my list. I'll wait for a sale. That's fine. Yeah. I do. I am gonna get a new system at some point this year. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing. Well, okay. At this point, we should. Now we're getting far afield from the rest of the... Yeah, so final thoughts on Bloodlines. Should we wrap up the Bloodlines? Um, I don't think I have any more final thoughts. I feel like I, enough was... You know, we, we got to the end of the game. Bloodlines was... Well, okay, as far as final thoughts go, I guess... Um, Bloodlines for sure was like a big cult role. Oh, yeah. It's like as far as Vampire the Masquerade goes, because um, that and probably Kindred the Embraced, probably less so Kindred the Embraced because it was bad. But um, <laughs> God, Kindred the Embraced, really, boy, I think, it's just so special in its own way. I, I think if you if if you were to take like a hundred rando people off the street and, and be like, yo, you ever heard of Vampire the Masquerade? Um, you know, any of the people who say yes. I think there is a good chance they might have heard of it because of Vampire Bloodlines originally. Uh, sure. I, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is, I like, it is very possible that Bloodlines is just more well known just because of the video gaming community in general. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. just because of speedrunners, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and again, um, legit, it was heavily promoted when it came out. It was, Despite the problems, like still pretty. People loved it. People successful. played it, and people loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like I, I, from what I understand, it was still relatively successful despite some of the problems. Uh, uh, well, the studio went out of business almost immediately. I don't know. It, it might not. It may have been like five years later. So I mean, it might have been. I, I, I honestly want to say it was probably fairly successful, but. 
Yeah, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just distorting it because I love vampire and because and I, the hell of it. And this game is very close to both of our hearts, I'm sure. I mean, I I have played this game many times, even though I get killed by men with Uzis because I want to be a pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I think I think I have I've had playthroughs like that too, where I went all physical or went all mental or all social, yeah. and eventually just kind of gave up on the playthrough halfway through and was like, okay, well I saw enough. I'm gonna so, do yeah. the obfuscating, uh, very charismatic Malkavian, and I'm gonna dement everyone and talk my way out of everything. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do the social sneaker, <laughs> sneaky social. But I also want to do Nosferatu and Sneak. We'll see. I get right now I want to play every clan. Yeah. I think I think if I if I go back to that Nosferatu game after I finish the Bruja game, I'll just I'm just gonna cheat myself a lot of ammo and a lot of money and just use firearms. I've gotten further in the game now. I've gotten more good weapons and I've gotten and not even having a lot of firearms and like firearm skill is kinda of fun to use to use some of the higher end weapons. So, um, if I play a firearms character again, I'll probably just cheat myself some better some better guns and a big pile of ammo. Because that's always my least favorite thing about the game is how much ammo you go through. You just like like some of the enemies are just fucking bullet sponges. Most of the enemies are bullet sponges. It really feels like, and and you just you just blast away for a while, and then you you don't have any ammo left. That's yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It, it it really and it's also it's almost like. It's almost the opposite, at least. Well, I would say usually, because I have done Tremere a couple times, is that I'll go in and I'll shoot all my blood spells until I have no blood left. And then since I have no blood left, that's my ammo, so then I pull out the shotgun. But the same thing, it's like once you're out of ammo, then you got to start using your disciplines. Yeah. Here is uh, what it says on Wikipedia. Bloodline sold fewer than 80,000 copies during its initial release, which was considered a poor performance. Oh my god, that is uh, shitty. The game has a cult following as a rarely replicated example of gameplay and narrative, which, yes, for real, and contemporary reception recognizes it as a flawed masterpiece. Flawed masterpiece, yeah. For sure. Really great. Like, honestly, like, there's so much here. And I can't imagine what's on the cutting room floor. There really is a lot of story and meat in this. I think it's great. Yeah, I think the plus patch tries to add back a bunch of it. From what I saw in some screenshot, it's really yeah. But I some of the things that I, I like I said, I was immediately turned off by the plus patch because of the way it changed the um, the intro scene. Yeah, your um, vampire's it, head or your sire's head gets cut off. Yeah, and not because I care about watching a head get cut off. It was just it was two things. It was that, and they put back in a line of nuns yeah. saying. All I'm saying is you better not do it. Right, and yeah. I thought that scene was so much cooler where Nige just stands up and he just looks. He doesn't have to say shit. He just he just stood up and all these other vampires just stood up with him. And the prince knows exactly what that means. He doesn't have to say anything. It's kind of stupid that he said something. That line was still there, I guess, like in the voice files. Exactly. The, the game's writers made a directorial decision to be like, right. I'm not going to include this because it looks better this way. Yep. And I agree with that. And also the same thing where, you know, cutting away from the head from the head getting cut off, I think it's... That's a it's decision. Kind of like, that's a decision because it's, it's you know, then it pans to look at the, the reaction of the people, you know, 
who are seeing the head getting cut off rather than the the head getting cut off. That's you know, it's like yeah. the director is kind of. I'm like, uh, you know, I I guess I I see why you think this is cut content, but it might but have call, been cut for a reason. I call that you know, I yeah. call that yeah, exactly. I call that you know, a specific directorial kind of idea, not cut because like it was half done and then, unfinished, you know, to, right? And you try to put back the textures and 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 you know, re- and build some of the um you know, some of the models and stuff so that the, that part of the game works again, you know? Um, anyway, yeah. It's cool that it's, it's cool that there is a fan made unofficial patch that everybody runs. I'm looking at the plus patch. We'll see. Maybe the next time I won't run the plus patch. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, maybe next time I will, even though exactly. I didn't like that. Cause it was one directorial decision that I didn't like in the, you know, maybe, maybe there'll be others that I thought were well, better than like, Oh, you added this back in, and that is cool. Yep. You know, so I'll just see. It was just, again, even even though I've beaten the game so many times, I've started the game so many more times than that. For like starting a new character, watching that fucking intro scene, even though I probably should have gotten a mod that just skips right past it. <laughs> watching it anyway. <laughs> you know what? I you we, we talked about so it, but see, I've never just seeing how so seeing how it was different. Being like, wait a minute, this this is like. You know, it's like one of those things. Like you've seen a movie so many times, yeah. And something like you see a version, and then you accidentally see the TV cut. Yeah, and you're just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, like what just happened? You skipped a whole <laughs> part, or like they said something totally different and it was dubbed over, and it sounds so weird and off-putting. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like I was like, "What? What just happened? Why is this like this? Why did vampire the bloodlines change?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that that was often. I'll, I'll I'll try to go back to it though, and and just be like, you know, see what see what else is there because it, yeah. it changed some stuff. It adds some stuff back. Well, if you're um, at a point now where you haven't played it in a few years and you wanted to, you know, play it again to refresh your memory and stuff, it's good that you went for you know yeah. the most vanilla option. And now, if you want to see it, see what what they fucked around with. Maybe you'll find that you're getting stuck on lampposts and prostitutes are blasting into space and other strange things and the dialogue isn't working. Maybe you'll find that because that's yeah, what's well, happening to me. <laughs> I, mean, I might not. I might not go back and play it. I might be done. I might be done after. Yeah. So I mean, you got all kinds of shit to do. Yeah. Now. Cause, yeah. Because honestly, I think the last time I tried to play this. Um, like just a few years ago, I loaded it up, played about five minutes, and was like, "Oh no, this is too old. And this is too janky. I can't yep. play this anymore." And I, I stuck with it this time because I wanted to have a conversation. It's fun to it. do it for we're research. About, yeah, we're talking about old vampire stuff, so I'm like, "Yeah, now I want to now I want to play this game again." And remind, look at it, remind me of all this stuff. Good, good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad that. Yeah, I'm glad that's why you played it. But yeah, now I'm not even sure I'm going to finish it. I might want to finish okay. it just so like you don't have it to. Right before, it's like save it right before the end and remind myself what the endings were. But again, sure. I think most of them involve Prince Lacroix getting blown up, blown up by about two hundred pounds of C four. Now, I mean, maybe it's you know it's definitely because we've talked about it for like an hour or so. But now I'm starting to kind of feel like I remember him getting blown up. But you we'll see. Have, when I do see the ending, I'll know if I've seen it. You might have. You might have watched like a version of the. That's also true too. Yeah. I've probably yeah. seen a speed run of this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Vampire Bloodlines. Uh, what, what's next? Uh, are we gonna do the rest of the clan books? Sure. You want to? Yeah. You want to start with Asimites? 
Let's start with the Asimites. I believe that was the next one published after the Ventru anyway. All so. right. Yeah. Does it go in alphabetical order of the independence? I don't including? think so. No, I, think, okay. I think Ravnos and Giovanni were the last two. I think it was Asimites and um, uh, the other ones. <laughs> Who am I forgetting? Uh, Giovanni, Ravnos, Asimite, Lizambra, Samish. Uh, there is one I'm forgetting. Giovanni Ravnos, Asimite, Sedite. Sedite, yes, no. Uh, it goes Asimite, Sedite. Uh, I okay. think the whole huge order anyway. But what was Asimite, Sedite, uh, Lysambros, Amici, Ravnos, Giovanni. I do not have the Giovanni book. I have the rest of them. That's great. Wow, I, I applaud your collection. I honestly, I don't know how I... I don't know if there's a store around or any used bookstore. I mean, I guess I could start ordering them from Amazon, but I actually kind of want to physically collect these first editions. All right, so, yeah, let's talk about the uh, Desert Assassins. I'm sure this one will be quite problematic, but we will, uh, you know, treat it yeah. fairly. Because, I mean, really, you keep saying it, and I agree that they were not they were not trying to be offensive, and it was the 90s, and people were... There was there was a there was just a, a heavy stereotyping upon a lot of culture. I'm not forgiving the '90s, but I've said everything I'm saying right now before. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, as always. As always. Have awesome. A yeah. You too. Bloodlines. Yeah, vampire video games. I am really just surfing. On a giant tuber of nostalgia right now. And well, lately, really, in this whatever August season of my life I'm living right now, I'm really having a, we a reawakening of old loves and old ideas. Thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. Uh, at least uh, one more... Eye of the World episode coming up this week and uh, maybe some other stuff and check me out at koyadk.tv c-u-y-a dk.tv come talk to us on discord and uh, yo flyosity since I stayed up past two in the morning to morning since I stayed up past two in the morning editing this one why don't you give me some fucking nightmares <laughs>